I'm a licensed real estate agent here in Wichita Falls, Texas with Strategic Realty. And sitting next to me here is Lou Italis, the owner broker of Strategic Realty. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> Almost Thanksgiving. Almost Good Thanksgiving. Gosh, We're, this month has just flown by. We just about burned up an entire another year. Yeah. I can't crazy. believe it. It feels like we just started talking about 2021. <sighs> and here we are already looking at 2022 which in some respects I hope improves over 2021. Uh, uh, I mean, 2021 I'm was not better making than 2020. Any assumptions. I'm not making any assumptions. I'm not <laughs> 2021 was better than 2020. Yes. No question, no arguments, no two ways about it. You can't even compare them. But <clears throat> some things have got to improve in the, in the next year. Um, something's got to give. Something's got <laughs> to give. Um, we, we talk about a lot of things on this program that relate to real estate. Everything from, you know, construction to purchases to sales. I mean, you name it, everything, and all the components in between. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we haven't really gotten into heavily is fraud. And real this estate is, fraud. Real estate fraud is a real thing. And unfortunately, it does happen to people. It happens more often than you might think. And there's also a whole lot of people out here trying to sell you something to prevent that fraud or intercept that fraud what happens is yeah exactly what happens is when you first purchase a property Mm -hmm. your name goes into this bank Mm -hmm. of data and all of a sudden when you first purchase that property you start getting mail because now you're a homeowner so all of that mail is going to give is going to offer you something more that you can purchase if you didn't hear about it from a real estate agent at closing it it ain't it ain't true. It ain't worth it. It ain't, you know, it's not something that you need. You'll right. get something in the mail for, you know, we'll file your homestead exemption for you for a hundred bucks. Or I don't know exactly how much it is, but um, they'll, add, they'll, they'll provide you with a copy of your title if you pay yes. 150 bucks or, you know, I mean, yeah. there's so many things, so many scams that you're going to get in the mail when you first close on your house. And here's the thing. A lot of the things that these companies are doing may be perfectly legal to do. But it's not not necessary. necessary. Right. It's you. you, They're just getting you to spend extra money Mm -hmm. doing things like let's take the homestead exemption, for example. You do that for free. It costs you zero (laughs) to file for a homestead exemption. You go you go down to the county or you probably now can get it online. I'm sure you get a form, you fill it out, you send it in or you go hand deliver it to the county county clerk's office. Yeah. And they file it and that's it. And it's done. And, it, and all you yeah. need to do is you need to change your driver's license to have right. your current address right. on it. Right. So you just need to go down to the DMV. Right. Is that what it's still called? Well, you, in this case, you, <laughs> you go, go to down Texas to the, DPS, and by the yeah. way, you'll have to make an appointment. You can't, yeah. right, because they're still, they're still in fear of, you know, whatever. You can't just walk into the DPS office. You actually that have to. That should not be named. That, 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 <laughs> that demon, which shall not be named here, uh, you, you have to make an appointment to go into the DPS office to do that. I think you so. can also do it online. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I know you're, suppo- you're supposed to be able to, but I do know some people who recently have had some issues with that. Mm. And I think that has to do with glitches in the system. Maybe some changes to the DPS website on on their side. I, I don't know. Uh, but I do know they've had some difficulties with it, and they've had to go ahead and just schedule an appointment. 
and you may not be able to go to the DPS office in you know in your city. You may have to go one or two cities over. I know someone who did it who lives in Wichita Falls, and they ended up having to go to the DPS office in like Decatur. Oh, because okay. they, because they couldn't get an well, appointment here. You st- oh, that's so. all you need to do in order to get your homestead yeah. exemption is you need to get your driver's license. With that's your, right. With your address on it, and I think that you might have to provide like an electric bill or something. In electric your bill, name. water bill, something, water something, bill, something electric some bill, some sort of you, yeah. proof of of uh, of. Ownership, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But that's all you have to do. And then it's free. And then you get that homestead exemption, which is a big deal because it will save you money in taxes at the end of the year. I believe it's a $25,000 exemption on the school district portion of your taxes. And then if you have other exemptions that you can add to it, whether you're a disabled vet veteran or uh, uh, over 65, right. um, I th- or I think those are the only two other exemptions. Yeah, there there there's, a, there's the homestead disability, uh, over 65. Oh, disability. Veterans, and I think that's it. And and I know there there have been a number of proposals that have been put forth in the legislature in the last couple of sessions about different exemptions, and I, I don't think any of those have, have gotten okay. legs on okay. them yet. But well, those the on main it, one you know. is your homestead exemption, and that's going to yeah. be something that you really want to do because it's going to save you money at uh, the end of the year, and it's right. going to... It, it's going to make it. It's going to keep your. Because see what happens is that whenever you get a home, let's say for instance you get it in October or November, or even if you get it in February, or January, anytime you get it, your mortgage is based on these prepaid or, or these pre-assumed items. So right. for instance, if they're assuming that your tax appraisal is going to stay at the cost it was when you purchased it. Then your and then your taxes are going to be the same every year, right. but that doesn't happen. That changes. No. So in January or what is it when when the new tax bill comes out in uh, May or something of the next year? Well, you'll get it in like October. It's due December thirty first. No, well that's the bill that the, the assessment, taxes. the property tax assessment, usually comes around May time frame. The new one for the uh, new know, year. The, the assessment, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's the assessment right. when it comes out in May, May June, it yeah. may completely change. It may be twenty percent higher, that's right. and so that's going to change your tax liability at the end of the year, and it's going to change your escrows because when the bank pays that bill, they're going to reassess that account, right. and then they're going to increase your mortgage payment right. based on whatever it is that they've had to pay out. So you really want to get that homestead exemption. You really want to get that over 65 exemption. You really want to get that VA exemption if, yeah. you're, if you're in, you know, in that category mm-hmm. because it will make a difference to your mortgage payment the next year. And that that's home- the struggle is that people start buying a house. They come into it you know, maybe on the top end of their, <coughs> of their, mm-hmm. of their budget, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the next year the mortgage payment almost triples sometimes because of the tax liability or the insurance liability, uh, the the change to the escrow account. So you don't want to put yourself in that situation. You want to make sure that your taxes are as low as they can go. Well, and and real quick, that homestead exemption is available to anyone. It doesn't matter whether you're 25 years old, 65 yeah. years old, 95 as long as that old, is your as matter. long as that's your primary residence. Right, you're entitled to that homestead exemption. Right. But back on the fraud thing, so you're you're going to get these things in the mail soliciting your your money, your business, an additional for, home warranty or yeah. fraud insurance or so, what is it called? Title fraud insurance. Title fraud insurance. Ugh. Now there's a there's and there's a difference between you get. Yep. You get title, title insurance, insurance at closing right. from the title company. Right. So that is already going to cover you <clears throat> for any issues with Correct. the title prior to purchasing it. 
So, for instance, if there was an air or something that comes up in the woodwork later on and they didn't catch it, they have to fix that problem. They have to, uh, if there's any liens that come up on the property that they didn't catch, right. then they ha- they're responsible for that because that's right. what the purpose is for that title insurance. Right. And that is something that is paid for usually by the seller for you at closing, but it, it can be negotiable. It's a negotiable item. So when you when when you hear something that says title insurance fraud, isn't it or title lock title, insurance? Title lock insurance, yeah. Don't fall for it. It's a scam. It's something. It, it's it's somebody came up with this a while ago. Who was it that came up with it? My, I think somebody said that Mike Levine was trying to sell it. Well, I think Mark Levin Mark, may Mark Levin. He, he may promote a company that sells this, but he didn't come up with it. But I think it's something that's been around for a long time. Um, you know, and again, it's it's one of those things where it, it's it's not necessarily an illegal thing, but it's not something no, you have to it, have it either. It may not be illegal, but it doesn't do what it, it's sounds like it's going to do yeah it's not going to keep you because okay so there's been a fear with within this industry that somebody can come and just take your home that you know i mean there has been some scams in the past of people that are taking homes and doing a quick claim deed or something like that and then now all of a sudden you go and sell your property but meanwhile somebody else has the the deed for your property well that does that can't happen in a vacuum i mean it it happens it 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 it, it does happen i mean there have been instances of people i've heard stories of people like for example someone's got a house you know it's bought and paid for they've got a yeah, usually it happens only when there's a pay uh, is is a completely free and clear house. If right. you have a mortgage, then you really don't have to worry about this. You definitely don't have to worry about this. Someone is because the title company. I mean, that your lender is going to be aware of anything. Right, but you've got this this title to this property that's free and clear. Someone goes and does a quick claim deed on you. You don't realize they've done it. They then go and take out some mortgage. sort of a lien, yeah. a mortgage on the property. Suddenly, one day you get a letter in the mail. Uh, you're going through foreclosure. You're going through foreclosure, <laughs> and you're like, for, well, I paid this house off 30 years ago. What do you mean foreclosure? And you suddenly discover that someone has committed fraud on your title, on your property, and, and that's, that's when you find it. So things like that can happen. They do happen, and probably more often than we realize that they happen. Um, unfortunately, even with real estate, there's all there's all sorts of people out here that are looking for some way to commit fraud against somebody all somebody the time. Somebody always wants something for nothing. You know, we, we hear about identity theft an awful lot. I mean, that comes up frequently. Uh, we'll talk about identity theft. Um, this, this, this goes something beyond identity theft. When someone is taking out a lien on your property... And, and putting you in a bind that way or, or outright just stealing the deed from you. That's a whole different level of identity theft. That goes beyond identity theft. That goes right into, into uh, a level of, of larceny or something that's just yeah, out of this world. Yeah, it's, it's higher. Okay, so for instance, there's a, if you go to TitleLock.com, there's a, um, a website about it. It says protects 24-7 total peace of mind for $14.99 a month. Ah, okay, what? so fourteen ninety nine a month to ensure that no one has stolen your title. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think. How does the title title lock work? A home title lock is a service offered by many companies, often as a monthly or annual subscription with right. a monitoring service. Basically, it's a monitoring service, 
and you'll receive alerts whenever court filings are made that impact your home. So, so think, think something like credit monitoring services. Lots of people yeah. use credit monitoring services to constantly watch their – and what they're doing is they're looking at your credit reports mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Maybe it's daily, maybe it's weekly, maybe it's monthly, whatever. They're looking at your credit reports to see if anything fraudulent appears in there, if there's any patterns of behavior, you know, purchases that you wouldn't normally make, things that you wouldn't normally see in your credit file. That's what they're looking for. But this is a little different story. I, I would, my, my speculation here, Lou, and you tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong, the average person probably, again, if you've got to lean on, you know, like something like 87%. Of all the home purchases in this country last year were mortgages, some type of either, you know, government-backed loan, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, something like that, or conventional um, bank loans or whatever. 87% of all the homes purchased in the country were purchased with some type of, of loan. And so there's a lien on the property. And so the the lender who has the lien on that property, they've got a vested interest in that. It, it's not going to be easy. In fact, it may be downright impossible for someone to do anything fraudulent with that deed because there's already a lien on it. If anything that they try to do, that lien is flagged immediately, yes? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so basically what they're saying is that um, somebody can file a lien or they can transfer the deed with right. a quick claim deed or something to your home. Yeah. The title fraud of title lock insurance will alert you of the issue or alert you when somebody files that at the courthouse but they can't they can't stop it from happening and they can't protect you after it happens right so once something like that happens you still have to go i mean you will find out about this eventually whenever you mm -hmm. go to sell the property Mm -hmm. and if something like that has happened the burden of proof is on them it, on uh, you know that that document will have to get verified. Well, what you uh, but see and to if me, it's a fraudulent document, then it just goes away. One way or you another, you're you're getting in now into a legal process, right? Where you're going to you have, have to, to talk, contact talk, contact an attorney. You got to contact an attorney. This is where this is one area where your real estate agent is not going to be able to help you, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because we're not attorneys and we're not allowed to practice law. And so you have to then, at that point, if you discover that some some sort of fraud has occurred, then at that point, you're going to have to get an attorney involved in the, in the process. There's going to be a legal process you're going to have to go through to free that up and demonstrate that, hey, I didn't put this lien on this property. This is fraudulent. Someone is committing a fraud against me. Okay, well, here's here's the steps in that process. So, if they got a mortgage with that document, mm-hmm. and a lo- and a lender gave them money, they've also purchased a lender's title policy, mm-hmm. which is what we had talked about originally. That protects you from that 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 the title company gives you whenever you close on a property. Right. Well, if that deed or if that loan was fraudulent. That title company that issued that title policy is responsible to clear to to to, to pay. You're not you're not you're not liable for that loan because that title company was part of the fraud. Right. So the title company is the one that has to has to deal with that new lender. That document that was that was forged 
is now going to save you from having to pay anything on that loan. So the title lock insurance is not necessary is what we're basically coming down to here. I mean, those kinds of frauds can happen, but if it does happen, there are recourses that you that you can take without having to have that additional insurance, that right. fraud lo- lo- title lock or whatever, because they're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to help you fix that problem. The only people that can help you fix that problem is a title company that did the title insurance. So it sounds like the title lock. It's just a monitoring uh, service. It's a monitoring service. And it's a very reactionary thing because they're only going to alert you after the fraud is after it's already occurred so once it's once (laughs) they can't keep it from happening you know so basically all they're doing is going hey danger will robinson you got a problem over here with your title to your pot your property and then from there then you then you get into the whole legal process of okay now i gotta get this you would already get that alert anyway Mm -hmm. when you went to go and sell that property Right. So, because the, the title prop, the title company is going to do a title search, and if they find a lien on there that's not yours, obviously you're going to find out about it. Now, where I can, Lou, where I can see this could get a little complicated is, for example, uh, mom and dad have passed away, mm-hmm. and the children are, you know, let, let's say mom and dad have a will, yeah. which unfortunately so many people don't, and that's bad. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Get a will. Talk yeah. to a lawyer. Get a will. You can even I, do one yourself. I, I mean, I, I, all you I, need is a piece of paper that says what your, what your intentions are when you pass. I've been down this road myself. Yeah. Trust me. You need a will. Um, but let's say mom and dad pass away. They've got a will. They've left the house to the children, and there's two children, and they're going to split this thing equally. The children get all the necessary documentation together. The, the, they go to they, sell they it. Get, they get ready to transfer the deed over to the kids and go, oh, gee, there's a lien on this property. And the kids are like, well, no, mom and dad paid their mortgage off in 1974 or whatever. You know, <laughs> well, there's no lien on this property. Well, yeah, there is. So now you've got the original owners of the property to against whom the fraud was committed. They're no longer here to fight this battle. Well, the, the heirs would have to it. do it. Yeah. yeah, and and it and it and at that point, you still have the ability to fight it. You, you don't do. really have to have that title fraud insurance or title no, lock insurance. You don't. You don't. Because it, it doesn't lock your title. It doesn't keep them from actually doing anything. Because yeah. I mean, that that the name implies title lock, basically, like you're locking that title up. Well, the title lock yeah. doesn't do what it's what it sounds like it's doing. It just is going to be an alert. It's not going to lock your title to keep them from doing all that. What some stuff. folks what some folks will do is what's called a ladybird deed. Um, we talked about like on the first episode. We that did. We, ever did. we did. Which basically a ladybird deed. It gets its name from Lady Bird Johnson, the, the former first yeah. lady of the United States. Um, but the ladybird deed uh, basically is a is a document, which let's say you're you're your dad owns a piece of property. Mom's passed away. Dad's got it. Dad has this ladybird deed in place. Uh, quite literally, when dad draws when dad draws his last breath on this earth, it automatically it transfers. automatically transfers to whomever he has assigned it to. Mm-hmm. It's an immediate thing when they when they pass as soon as they pass away, that ladybird deed becomes effective, and now that property is in the name of this other person. Maybe it's one of the children. Maybe it's a grandchild. But what happens if before they passed away, somebody committed this fraud? Right now, how, and this would be my question: If you have that document, let's say you have a ladybird deed instrument in place mm-hmm. before you're you know you're still living, and this fraud pops up. 
it would, and again, this is where you got to get the lawyers involved. How does that affect your ladybird deed? It doesn't because that is proof that that signature on there is going to be proof of any kind of forgery. So they could take that title, the fraudulent title, and compare it to the ladybird deed. And if the signatures don't match, Mm -hmm. then. And this is why it's so important, especially if you're. You know, if, 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 if you're elderly and you're, you know, you're looking at, okay, I'm going to be here another 5, 10, 15 years, and somewhere down the road my children are going to inherit my home or my grandchildren. Right. It would really be a you good idea. You didn't do a reverse to, mortgage. You know, <laughs> or, yeah, or, or just or do, the, do some research. You know, again, you go and you talk to an attorney, a qualified attorney. Real estate attorney. A real estate attorney particularly, and have them, you know, just do a, a quick sweep of, of, your, of your property. Uh, consult with them about all this stuff mm-hmm. and find out. You know, I, it would seem to me it would be worth the investment of a few hundred dollars to sit down with someone in that field. And, and you can and call us as real estate agents. We can point you in the right direction. I yeah. mean, we can be the first line of defense for you. Sure. So if you have a problem or if you have a question, yeah. call a real estate agent. And we know who to call or we who to talk to because you can go directly to the title company. If you do have right. a concern or, um, you know, a question about the ownership of your property, um, title companies can usually give you pretty good advice on that, too. Sure can. And they have attorneys. They have real estate attorneys that do. do all their consultations and do their documents. Do. So, you know, contacting a real estate agent or directly to a title company is, is yeah. usually a pretty good the title way company to is get a, those resources that you need. Yeah, they, they are a great resource. Mm-hmm. They, they really are. They, there's a, a tremendous resource. And... Um, I can't imagine what this process of, of buying and selling real estate would be like if you didn't have a title company involved. I know there was a time when they weren't, and, you know, many, many, I many remember years in, ago. I, when we were in North Carolina, we didn't have to go to a title company. I think that we went directly to a real estate attorney. Yeah. Because that's usually what it used to be. It used to yeah. be real estate attorneys yeah. that deal with a lot of that title transfers and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't the, know. I love title companies. It makes oh, it so the, much the easier. the title companies, they, there's so much information that they can provide, and there's, there's so many vital functions that they provide uh, in their services. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's, well, you take here in our local area, there's several title companies to choose from. You know, they all operate within the same parameters from a, a, a legal aspect, you know. but, but One know. thing I can say is that you can shop around because title companies, every title company, even though they all basically do, do perform the same services, mm-hmm. sometimes their fees are different. I mean, usually sure. it's a pretty standard fee. Um, across the board to all the different title companies. But, like, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, shop around because every title company has their has a different has a different transaction fee. Not your, your fees for your, like, your title policy like the, the and insurance. The, the, no, not that. No, that's the title insurance the, is set by the, is set by the, the state. State so, Board of Insurance. Yeah. Right. So that's going to be the same all across the board. Yeah. It's always going to be $832 um, for the first 100000 mm-hmm. and then there's a calculation uh, for everything above a hundred thousand, it's like point zero zero five two seven, and that changes every once in a while. But that's yeah. what the number is right now. Is it two zeros or three zeros? I, I always forget. I think it's I think it's that's three. Two, yeah. no, I'm pretty is sure. It, it, yeah, point zero zero five two seven. Yes. Okay. That okay. so everything. So you would take the first hundred thousand is eight hundred and thirty-two dollars. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I don't know if that's changed or not. Um, but anyway, so that first 100000 is 832 and then everything above that, you would multiply it by 
add those two together, and that's your total insurance fee. Yeah. And and there's actually you can go online and just search like total insurance. In, like yeah. in Texas, you know, Texas title insurance cost, for example. Mm-hmm. You can and there'll be calculators that. on there. There'll be calculators, or it'll, it'll even take you directly to the, the website for the state. Mm-hmm. Where those fees are, and there's set. a table that you can yeah. look at. So it's pretty. It, it's yeah. it's it's pretty interesting. Um, and then, no, I was talking about the title escrow fee. That can be different mm-hmm. from that one title be. company to another. Yeah. Um, here in Wichita Falls, we are actually pretty lucky. We have a pretty low title escrow fee. Mm-hmm. Um, down in the Dallas area, I've seen it go all the way up to like fifteen hundred dollars for the title mm-hmm. policy. Mm-hmm. I mean, not title policy for the title work. Es- escrow fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, so. you get, well, you know, larger cities uh, typically are more expensive. Um, it shouldn't yeah. be because, I mean, it's just a matter of doing yeah. a couple of clicks. You do web search. I know. And, and yeah. then you can find all that stuff. And then the underwriters, they have to review it. But, yeah. I mean, every, every company is a little bit different. I deal with Fannie Mae a lot, and mm-hmm. they have their vendors, which is who they use for doing their title work, and they usually have, like, two or three title companies that they go with and some of sometimes i'll see the differences in the different fees based on the the location of the property and based mm-hmm. on the title company some title companies charge fifteen hundred dollars for the transaction and some of them only charge six hundred dollars and i mean it's just really yeah. hey, real quick here before we wrap up any any new updates on the uh the foreclosure situation since the moratorium expired and some we're, of the stuff is starting to move forward now we're moving forward Everything's kind of go right now at this yeah, point. A okay. lot of the t- a lot of the the, the banks and and Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, mm-hmm. HUD, VA, they're starting to ramp up. They're doing a lot of their due diligence, which is a lot of BPOs. Mm-hmm. A BPO is 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 a is the acronym stands for broker price opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, most lenders or most REO companies will request a broker price opinion for a property that's going into mm-hmm. foreclosure. To get an estimate of what that value is of that property, and so um, I'll get probably about five or ten requests for BPOs a day. Really? Yeah. So we're starting. It, it's it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're it's, doing their due diligence well, before they do the foreclosures. I know Fannie Mae is probably not going to do any foreclosures, like actual foreclosures, until the next until the beginning of the year. Yeah. But they're ramping up and doing all their due diligence beforehand. Well, and we we knew all of this was going to take time to get back yeah. in the year. Uh, everything's take a minute. Everything's been shut down for twenty mm-hmm. months or however long it's been now. And so it, and when it, you slow the monster, it takes the monster a little bit longer to kick back into gear. It's, it's you don't you don't just you don't ramp it all right back up to a hundred percent right away. It, yeah. it takes time, and and as with anything involving any kind of government agency, mm-hmm. there's always hurdles and hoops to jump through, and and there's always delays. Uh, you just kind of expect it. it mm-hmm. It's just you, you know yep. what's going to happen. So so basically, to wrap it up, title lock insurance is not necessary yeah. it's not valid it's it's just an additional fee and you can save yourself that fee by just mm-hmm. doing nothing at this point well, if you want if you're have if you have a concern or if you do get a document talk to a title company yeah i'll be able to tell you right away if there's an issue yeah you know like you think like we, we mentioned the credit uh, monitoring because that's what's going to happen anyway yeah. the title lock insurance is just going to give you a notification and then yeah. you still got to contact an attorney or Contact a title company and find out what's going on. I, once a month, I look at all. I look at my credit reports, 
and my wife does too. We look at everything once a month and see, does everything look normal? Does everything mm-hmm. look like it should? Uh, and I, I think if everybody would do that, oh, how much how much could be saved, you know, in, in terms of fraud? If everybody would do that. And I know it takes time. It takes effort. But even with the title of the uh, deed to your property, just do some own home, some of your own homework on your own once in a while and investigate these things. And, yeah, you know, it takes, you know, a few minutes out of your day or maybe a couple of hours out of your day. But, you know, if it can save you money, if it can save you stress and, and grief down the road, it's worth the investment in time. And and whenever you first purchase your property, you are, like I said, like I said at the beginning here, you are going mm-hmm. to get some mail, junk sure. mail when you first purchase that property. If you ever have a question about that, reach out to the real estate agent that sold you the property. Yes. And they will be able to tell you what's legitimate and what's not. That's right. And nine times out of ten, everything that you're getting right then at the beginning is all going to be just junk mail. Well, if you've got a so property. Don't, don't yeah. fall for it. If you're looking for a, a new home, we'd love to be your agent. If, uh, if you're looking to sell a property, we would love to sell it for you. It's Strategic Realty, Wichita Falls, Texas, strategicrealty.net. The phone number is? 940-689-7900. Easy to reach out to us. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to helping you. It doesn't cost anything to talk. We can sit down and have a conversation. That costs you nothing right. uh, to do that. But uh, if you're looking to buy or sell, we really would love to represent you in either capacity and help you out in any way we can. So until next time, be, look, be looking for us on YouTube, on Spotify. You can catch us on 96.3 FM and 1290 AM locally every Saturday, 10 o'clock. And uh, you can also find us on uh, Facebook. Facebook, and we're, we're everywhere. Literally. I haven't put us on Twitter yet, but I guess that's going to be the next thing. We'll need to start doing some tweets. We need to start doing some tweets. <laughs> Twitter in a way. Until next time, take care of yourselves. We'll see you down the road.